we're missing Kelly, so we don't even know who's supposed to to talk this morning. Kelly is sick. The whole Watson family is uh, under the weather, so don't hug Andy this morning. <clears throat> he's he's barely here, uh, but we're glad you're here and glad you can be a part of this worship. Uh, sing with us now. Holy is the Lord. Filled with his glory. 
sing a song. invite you to turn and greet those near to you.
All right, hey little chickadees. I have a couple questions for you this morning. Have any of you ever had friends come over to your house? <gasps> yeah, special people, friends. Okay, so what do you have to do? What does your mom or your dad make you do before your friends come over to your house? <laughs> yeah. Clean up. Clean up. What else? Anything else? Just clean up? Clean up the bathroom, yes. Vacuum. Vacuum, make your bed, pick up your toys, even though you're going to pull all of your toys out again, right? That makes no sense. Clean your toys up, yes. Okay, well, um, there is a story about um, two sisters, Martha and Mary, in the book of Luke. And as you guys are getting here, I was showing you my big person book. It's a big, thick adult Bible that has pictures in it. My uncle gave it to me. It's really cool. Okay, so in the book of Luke, um, Martha invites Jesus to come over to the house. Okay, just like you guys would invite your friends over. So she's like all worried about picking up and cleaning up. Well, when Jesus gets there... Um, her sister Mary sits down and just kind of hangs out with Jesus and listens to what he's talking about, and they just spend time together. And Martha gets kind of upset. So it's kind of like your sister or brother, like hanging out with the friend. Yeah, I know. And, and, and you're trying to do all this stuff to, like, get the house ready, and your sister or brother are enjoying themselves. Okay. So Martha gets upset and says to Jesus, um, can you make my sister help me clean up and, and cook food? And Jesus says, um, Mary's actually doing the right thing. She's sitting down and enjoying the company. So just think about that. And when your friends come over, yeah, there's a time to clean up, but there's also a time to enjoy the time together, right? Yeah. Okay, let's pray together. Dear Jesus, please help us remember to enjoy our time with you and our family and friends. Amen. I know where Rochelle got that idea that there's not much for Rochelle and Greg to do at NC State football games except meet with their friends. So that's uh, <clears throat> not even a need to clean up there, is there? <laughs> <laughs> it is good to see everybody. Glad that you're here with us today. Uh, if you're visiting, we have um, continuing activities throughout the day. We have a 10 o'clock Sunday school hour for all ages. All children's classes are somewhere in this building. Uh, younger ones downstairs, older ones upstairs. Um, adult classes, a lot of them over here as well. A few are scattered in our other buildings. We'll be glad to help you find your way. And then 11 o'clock today, we have our traditional worship service in our sanctuary. And uh, uh, since Andy's preaching here and I'm preaching there, you can stay and double dip today. Get two different sermons, if you so wish. And we would invite you to do that. I um, want to give you a chance to fill out prayer requests that you might have. Um, wh what we do at this service is write it on an index card. So if you need an index card, if you raise your hand, our ushers are coming with uh, index cards at this point prayer cards as we call them and um, they'll collect them from you in a few moments uh, write something down you don't mind me repeating 
Um, so I will be sharing your concerns and prayers uh, in a little while. While you're doing that, I also want to remind our ushers to pass around the registry of attendance pads that should be somewhere around here. We'll, that'll come down your row as well. Um, Ralph Johnson, I think, has an announcement to make. As you know, we're continuing our march towards Consecration Sunday, which is next Sunday. Uh, what we will do is uh, next Sunday in the, both services, we'll ha you'll have an opportunity to make a, a commitment, a financial commitment to the uh, mission of Memorial Methodist Church for the year 2009 at, at both services, a 9 and 11 o'clock service. And then we will culminate that celebration with a, uh, lunch, a catered luncheon here in the Family Life Center, no cost to anybody, no charge. Um, and uh, that will kind of double as a celebration of the, of the end of uh, our stewardship drive, plus it will be our uh, fellowship for Thanksgiving. Uh, so it's kind of unique that both of those things would occur at the same time, <clears throat> that we're giving back to God uh, what he has given to us and, and uh, the blessings and, uh, and in turn giving him thanks for what he's given us. Um, I'm going to ask the ushers, if they would, to hand out um, reservation cards. And most of you have probably already filled one out. We did this uh, last week and we did it in the 11 o'clock service. But I do see some people out there that have not filled one out because I've gone down through the list to see who has, who has and who hasn't. I know uh, Scott and uh, Blair, I, I see them back there. I don't remember them filling one out. Uh, <laughs> um, I think Jay and Cornelia, I remember their names were that they hadn't filled one out. But in any event, if you would please fill one out, even if you're not coming. That way it lets us know that you were here and that you're actually not coming, so we won't be giving you a call to see if you are coming. Just save us a lot of time. Um, we are having tonight all of those who are members of the administrative board at 630. We'll be having supper tonight uh, in the uh, social hall. And uh, everybody that's on the administrative board and their spouses are invited to come to that. And that's going to be sponsored by the Finance Committee. And we're going to be talking a little bit about stewardship and what's going to happen in the next week or, or two. Uh, so we hope that you will come. It'll be a good meal, I'm sure. And uh, if you would, as soon as you get those cards filled out, if you would uh, raise your hand and let the usher come by and pick one up. But in keeping with uh, also, I pointed out Jane Cornelia and, uh, and Scott and Blair, but the band members that weren't here last week didn't fill one out either. <laughs> I, I don't think Ann, I didn't see Ann's name, Corey's. Steve, Steve was on uh, the retreat. He didn't fill one out. Stephen Kinnett, he didn't fill one out. So make sure you get one filled out. Uh, but in keeping with the tradition of what we've uh, tried to do is to ask a layperson to say something about what stewardship means to them. And I tried to get young people, but I ended up with Jimmy uh, <laughs> to speak. But Jimmy uh, 
has been a, a member of this church for a long time, and his 51 years, he says. Um, so almost as, as long as I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jimmy's going to speak to us now a little bit about stewardship. I love Ralph's sense of humor. He's dry as a chip, isn't he? <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Ralph left me a voicemail a couple of weeks ago and said, I need for you to speak at uh, 9 o'clock service on the 16th. Thank you. Bye. During the course of the week, I did some research on what stewardship is, uh, biblical stewardship, Christian stewardship, and just plain old stewardship. And I found many a verbose dissertation out there on, on, on stewardship. But the older I get, the, the more tendency I have to get to the point. And my wife cringes when I get behind a microphone. It's okay, honey. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. We but need to look around us to see what God has given us. We have magnificent facilities. We have dedicated people. We have those that, that share their time, talents, and ties. And, I, and I, I developed that little saying, thank you. Time, talent, and ties. Okay. God has blessed us mightily. I've been, as, as Ralph said, I've been a member here for a long, long time, and I've seen this church grow and flourish, and I want to see it continue to grow and flourish and stewardship simply to me means giving up your agenda and putting God first. Sacrificing time, talent, ties. Choosing service over our agenda. <clears throat> Excuse me. Taking care of and nourishing what God has given us. <clears throat> I don't know how to put it any more simply than that. We have a wonderful opportunity on Consecration Sunday to, to make a commitment. And I urge you all to make a commitment to give freely, to give generously, and to give in the spirit of God. Remember one thing, time, talent, ties. Thank you. I don't think I turned the card in yet, Ralph, so put penny to me down. Somebody forgot a headband. Back that way? Okay. It'll be up here. Oh. Let's see. A couple of the other announcements. I think uh, I can make them while, um, while the ushers are picking up your prayer cards. So if you'd raise your hand if you've got a prayer card. <clears throat> uh, little Natalie Clute will be baptized this morning at our 11 o'clock service. The Clutes are, are usually uh, backbones of this service, but their family has come in and the baptism is later today I invite you um, as you can to stay for that uh, we'd like to be there for that uh, baptism service Operation Christian Child Christmas Operation Christmas Child uh, 4 to 6 this afternoon we'll be packing the boxes and uh, your children are invited to bring finger foods thank you um, for that potluck supper is this Wednesday night United Methodist Men is Thursday night at um, Fuddruckers. Um, let's see, what else? I want to let you know that Kay Gray, a um, member of our church who's been in the hospital almost a month following surgery, 
has been moved to rehab now. She is over at Oakmont Rehab Center, which I think is way over the side of Greenville County. Um, but uh, remember Kay in your prayers as she continues to recover from her surgery. And lastly, make sure you have marked on your calendars uh, so that you can either avoid it or, or be here, depending on and that is the Christmas concert, Andy. He's looking at me funny. The band's Christmas concert is going to be on a Friday and Saturday night, uh, 7 o'clock on the 19th and 20th. Uh, we enjoy learning new songs and sharing this with you, and we invite you to bring friends and be here one of those two nights, 7 o'clock, the Friday and Saturday right before Christmas. Let us uh, join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we give you thanks for this time to be together. And it's good, most of all, that we remember that we are in your presence and that you're here. Sometimes we get so busy in doing the things that we do when we come here for worship that, as Rochelle told us about Martha and Mary, we forget who our company is and we forget that Jesus is in our midst. And more important than anything else we do this day is finding ourselves in your presence and basking in your love, feeling your love for us, and hearing your words of encouragement. Cause us to experience that in worship today. And here are our special prayer requests and prayers we give you thanks, Lord, for this loving community. We pray for the Gregory family, that you would comfort them in the passing of speedy Gregory. We pray for Smiley Howell as he gets treatment uh, in Korea. And for Brielle Watkins' family, that you would comfort them in her passing at such a young age. Again, another prayer is offered for Smiley Howell, that he would get stronger and that he would feel your love and know that you're with him always and that he might not be afraid of what your will is. We pray for an aunt so that uh, as she is waiting for some test results, we pray for Kay Gray as she continues to heal. Healing for Mike Berg, Joyce Childers, and Liz Farley. We pray for the senior high youth on their upcoming retreat next weekend. We pray for Jane Geis and son Todd, who are having some family difficulties. We pray for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones. We give thanks for friends and prayers for the amazing healing of Judy Harris's father. We pray for a friend seeking a new job. We pray for someone named Terry and a homeless man who is seeking a better path through life. More prayers, Lord, for Smiley Howell and his family for strength and healing. For Randy Mullinax for a tumor found in his lung for a family member seeking a job, and for a daughter struggling with divorce and separation. Lord, these are our prayers. 
and others that are spoken from our hearts and also from our lips as we pray and commit them into your hands in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Bringing us our message this morning is Andy. It's been a long night. Let's see if I can get this thing to work from a sitting position. Nope. Will you click it for me, Josh? Christmas times are coming. You know, I think it was the weekend after Lowe's big Labor Day sale that they put out their Christmas trees this year. Um, and then about a month ago, Walmart turned their lawn and garden section into the winter wonderland. And um, last weekend, we were at the beach with the youth, and every store we went into had Christmas carols playing and their Christmas decorations up. And, you know, hickory farms, I believe it is, the sausages and all that. They're out in the kiosks in the middle of the mall selling their Christmas gifts. Seems like every year Christmas starts earlier and earlier and earlier. And um, so, uh, and, and here in Greer, we're no different. We had our Christmas lights put up this week. A lot of other small communities up and down uh, 29 between here and Spartanburg have already got their Christmas lights up too. So I figured we better get started early, you know, as far as our church celebration goes too. So today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Advent. Yeah, okay. Um, now, I grew up Baptist, and that equals no knowledge about Advent whatsoever. Um, just didn't happen. I think we lit some candles a couple of years, but besides that, that was pretty much it. I mean, it's not that we didn't celebrate Christmas, but there was no knowledge of Advent, really. So um, when I met Kelly, and her dad's a Methodist minister in their Methodist family, I, this whole idea of Advent, um, I liked it, uh, a time of spiritual reflection. I knew it had something to do with the spiritual side of Christmas, but I still didn't really know what it meant. So when I got here uh, and we started working with the youth, I asked the youth if they knew what Advent went, and of course they did not either. So uh, I asked them to go home and ask their parents what Advent meant and report back to me the next week. Well, they did so, and I got a lot of answers. Uh, kind of got confused with some of the answers because they were so varied. Um, so I decided I needed to explore this, even, explore this even further. So I read a few books, talked to a few ministers, and was even more confused at the end of all that. So um, I did come to one conclusion, which is a, the fairly basic one, and that is that Advent means coming. That's what it means, or arrival. And it's a celebration of the coming of Christ to us. And the major point there is that Christ and God came to us. We did not go find God. We did not find Christ. We did not reach into heaven and bring him down to us. He came to us. And there's many different ways in which Christ um, has come to us. But Advent is a time when we celebrate the general overall coming of Christ into the world. And... Um, it's marked by a uh, spirit of joy and peace and love and hope. And, and these are universal truths that no matter you know, what confusion I had about Advent, these were always um, staples in everybody's explanation of what Advent was and, and how we were to celebrate it. 
So uh, I'm, not, I'm hoping not to bore you. I'm going to give you a little bit of history on why Advent has become so confusing and um, why we do some of the things we do uh, during Advent. Now, first of all, Advent uh, was originally meant to be a season that mirrored Lent. It was 40 days long. It was rather somber, self-reflective, and really looked forward to the epiphany or the baptism of Christ and wasn't you know, really as focused on the birth of Christ. Well, the problem with that is, is that uh, the cultural and political influence at the time was all about festivals to other pagan gods and whatnot because the sun was returning. After the winter solstice, December 21st usually, you know, the, sun, the days begin to get longer. And, and we think, oh, well, you know, so what, big deal. But if you had no electricity, no heat, and the sun went down at 5 every day, no daylight savings, you know what, you would long for longer days. When the, you know, there would be days when it seems like the sun didn't shine hardly at all. And so they would start celebrating as soon as the days started getting longer and offer uh, sacrifices and have festivals in honor of the, the gods that represented their sun. I know the Romans uh, celebrated uh, Saturnalia, I believe is the name of it, um, to their sun god when the sun began to return. Well, it's hard to have a somber Christian reflective time while everybody else around you is all joyous. And so the church chose to change Advent around. And it became four weeks instead of 40 days. They allowed the joyous um, attitude to prevail as far as their church members uh, were concerned as well. And so they, they kind of were forced by cultural, you know, issues going on to make it a joyous occasion rather than a somber and self-reflective one. Well, December 25th was set as the birthday of Christ, even though there's no real historic evidence for that being the birthday of Christ at all. Um, once again, this was to kind of combat the pagan influence that was going on in the culture at the time. Like I said, I apologize that this may have been a little bit boring, but what this leads us to is that there's a problem with Advent. It is... It has been shaped more by the culture than, say, Lent has. Lent is a solely, you know, Christian season. Advent is shaped by the culture around it. The Christmas season, the holiday season, the return of the sun and all this. So the, the issue is, is that since it is not as somber or self-reflective a time, it's harder for us to get in that spiritual um, state of mind in order to celebrate the, the spiritual aspect of this season, especially when today it's much more commercial than it was back when Advent first started and much more um, secular and materialistic. So um, it, that presents some problems. Nonetheless, we have maintained some connection with Lent. In a couple of weeks, this will change to purple. I think it's actually, yeah, on the back side right here. And it'll change to purple. And, um, and that is what we will use throughout the, the Advent season. Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Arthur, but we also use purple during Lent. Okay? The reason is that purple is a sign of royalty, the coming of Christ, the return of Christ the King. Not the Christ the babe, but the return of Christ the King. And it's also a, a sign or a, a symbol for suffering and the sacrifice that Jesus made. And so we maintain the connection between Lent and Advent 
through some of our colors. Um, and so that's, that's part of the reason why we have purple. Um, on the first Sunday, we will light a purple candle on our Advent wreath. And normally, the first Sunday of Advent is a Sunday where we, you know, look forward with expectation and hope to the return of Christ the King. I'm preaching in two weeks, which is the first Sunday in Advent, and I plan to stay true to that liturgy. I'll be preaching on the second coming of Christ. Um, but that's generally what's happened. And then as, as the weeks progress through Advent, um, it, it, the focus from the coming return of Jesus kind of fades away and we get more towards celebrating the fact that he was, he's already come, that he is incarnated. The second Sunday is, is a purple candle and is usually uh, representative of peace or love. The third Sunday will light a pink candle, which is representative of joy. Um, and is generally kind of, we're joyous because of the anticipation of the birth of Christ. It starts to get close to Christmas and um, our focus should be more on the love of Jesus and what, what it meant that he came in the manger on these you know, as this season progresses. Then the fourth Sunday is the purple candle. That's also peace or love. Um, a lot of times we'll see that uh, certain biblical characters are uh, preached about or scriptures are read about during these times as well. And then on Christmas Eve we, write, we light the white candle, which is um, representative of Christ's light. And so you have a circular wreath, obviously. As you light these, more and more light is put forth and so that's kind of the idea here is that as we get closer to Christmas and Jesus being born or our celebration of Jesus being born is that more and more of the light of God is you know put forth in the world and so that's why we do the Advent wreath and whatnot now like I said there are some problems with Advent and that is that it's tough for us to maintain spiritual focus during this time now here's what I think I think that Jesus if he were here would take advantage of all that Christmas and the holidays has to offer. He would be at the church services and the office parties. He would be eating family meals and he'd be enjoying the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Jesus lived his life that way when he came to earth. He celebrated. He was a part of the culture. And yet somehow he also maintained his spiritual communion with God. We're told many times that he went away at night to pray probably sacrificing a little bit of sleep to do so. But we, we don't know what happened during these times of prayer, but we can assume that he drew strength from this and he maintained a connection with God. And so I am not going to tell you that you should not participate and you should only, you know, church services come before office parties or whatever. That's not it. I don't think Jesus would want us to do that. I think he would want us to maintain a balance. He was one of the most balanced, probably was the most balanced human being that's ever lived. And that's a model for us to follow, especially during the busy times, like what we're about to enter into. Um, today's scripture lesson, Rochelle already um, told the story of it, but we'll read it real quick. Um, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, Advent is a celebration of the coming of Christ into the world. 
and I think one of the most overlooked aspects of Christ's coming is that, as Arthur mentioned in his prayer, is that he comes to us regularly and daily by his Spirit. And that should be a part of our Advent celebration as well. Yes, he came a long time ago. It's called the Incarnation. He was born a babe. And he will come again for us as Christ the King to claim his own. But he also comes every day to us. And this story is about choosing Christ's presence over all the busyness that's going on. Like I said earlier, I'm not, I don't think that this means that you shouldn't be busy preparing. I know I struggle. I am torn during the season that's about to start between um, getting you know, all the, the family things you know, taken care of and, and all the Santa things taken care of and all the uh, church things taken care of even. I mean, Martha is preparing for Jesus. Are we not doing the same thing? And yet she's so busy that she misses out on his presence right then. And I think that's what Jesus is saying. Let's not get too wrapped up in the fact that we're celebrating Christmas, you know, in six weeks from now. Or three weeks, or two weeks, or one week to where we miss it and we only celebrate it on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Let's make sure that we remember that Advent is about Christ coming to us. And yeah, we're going to celebrate his birth in a few weeks. But we should be celebrating and enjoying his presence right now as he comes to us on a daily basis by his spirit. So as we begin to think about Christmas, because the world around us is, and we try and juggle all the stuff that's going to you know, take place in the next few weeks, let's remember to somehow maintain that balance, to choose what is needed, as Jesus said, to choose what is better, and that is to acknowledge and sit in the presence of Jesus, even when times are busy. Oh, and a happy Thanksgiving. I don't want to, you know, enjoy your Thanksgiving as well. But this is a time of joy and a time of celebration. And we must remember that without Christ, there'd be no reason to celebrate, at least not for us. Amen. If the ushers would come forward and if you would prepare to worship through the giving of your tithes and offerings.
let us stand for the affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, Holy Catholic Church, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. When I cannot feel When my wounds don't heal Lord, I humbly need Hidden in you Lord, you are my life
forth in peace and like Martha get everything ready for Christmas but like Mary enjoying the journey that you might experience the presence of Christ day by day